So, um, if you don't know, my, know me, my name's Matt, and we are thinking that we are just starting off today a series entitled Current Culture versus Kingdom Culture. So what we're trying to do basically is to say, what does the culture in the UK say about all sorts of big questions? And then what does the Bible, what does the church say about those same questions and work out where there is a crossover? I'm going to start us off with a clip to get us thinking about our topic for today, which is identity. Will you remove your helmet and tell me your name? Can we start again and turn it up? My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the North, general of the Felix Legions. Loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius. Father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife. And I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. I love that bit. <laughs> like, if you're going to give a speech about who you are, it's a pretty good one, isn't it? But if you picked it apart, what does he say? He says who his family are. He says what his job is. He says what his purpose in life is, and he says a bit of his story. Those are the things that kind of make up his identity. And the thing we're thinking about today is who are we? What would we respond in terms of our own identity? If we can have one more up, please. So here are some of the big questions we're going to deal with, not today, only one of them today, but the rest of it over this term. So what does it mean to be tolerant? Is fate real? Uh, is married with children kind of the standard we should aim for or not? Is happiness a good goal? What's the point of sex? Which I have to say none of the preaching team wanted to deal with, so that's mine. <laughs> if you're wondering what's the point, hopefully I'll get there, but not today. Um, are we losing the value of friendship and how can we build a better society? Someone said to me a while ago, why does the church chicken out on big questions? You don't answer the questions society asks. And so that's why we're looking at these different things. But today we begin with identity. One more, please. So is our identity chosen by us or given to us? That's the thing we're trying to think about. Is it something that we receive and that is given to us? Or is it something that we choose? One more. So what I'd like you to do is to turn to the person next to you and ask them this question. Which of these labels apply to you? And in which order would you use them to describe yourself? So have a little talk to your neighbour, see what you think. Right, have we got on all right? So hopefully, my aim is that at some point this morning, you would have a chance to think to yourself, what labels do I use to describe myself? Which ones are really important? Which are less important? And what perhaps should I view as my identity? Uh, next slide, please. 
Um, I was trying to find out what our culture thinks about identity. And so this is a T-shirt that was made by Amnesty International a couple of years ago. And it says, I am who I say I am. And you can find mouse mats and all sorts of stuff with a similar slogan written on it. That basically, I choose who I am. I've made my own identity. I'm sort of self-created in terms of what I choose to be about. And this is where a lot of our culture is coming from. Saying, I make up my own identity. It's not given to me, but I've chosen who I am. Just to, though, throw a few spanners in the works. Three people that you might know. So, one more slide, please. One of which you would know. I'd be impressed if you know the other two. They're all to do with identity sort of questions. Anyone could venture me one of them so far? J.K. Rowling is the easy one. Anyone know any of the other two? Oh, you know them. Go on then, Rachel. It is. Good work. Right, one more slide, please. Now, this is who they are. And I find them fascinating because each one of them, in their way, is trying to say, is it true? Do we really choose our identity or actually is some of it given to us? Um, Emil Rapleband, I find fascinating. 69-year-old man, looks in the mirror and says, this is not the body of a 69-year-old. I have the body of a 49-year-old. And if I went on Tinder, which is a dating app if you haven't used it, I would do much better being 49 than 69. I should be able to change my age. And so he goes to court and says, I want to be 20 years younger. And the court says, no. He says, that doesn't make sense. If I can choose who I am, why not choose my age as well? But the court says, no, that's not on. It will affect too many other things. In the middle, Rachel Dolezal sees the head or was the head of the NAACP. The NNACP is the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People in North America. So she did loads of campaigning about black rights, about trying to make sure that there was equality. Anyone know what the problem was in the midst of this? Rachel knows. Yes. So she identified as black, but was not black. So there, she's kind of put some makeup on to try and make herself appear more black. But actually, she's not. Her parents are white. She has no black ancestry at all. Her family, interestingly, adopted black children when she grew up. And she said, you know, I identify more like them than white children. So that's who I am. So again, that really interesting question. Do you choose your identity or not? She was called out as a fake a race faker, I didn't realise that was a term, but she was deemed a race faker and told she wasn't allowed to be part of that organisation anymore. J.K. Rowling, and you might have heard of her quote to do with the pink brain. She writes, as many women have said before me, woman is not a costume, woman is not an idea in a man's head, woman is not a pink brain like liking Jimmy's shoes or any other sexist ideas that are somehow touted as progressive. The point she was making is gender cannot be chosen. You're born with it. If I said to you today, I feel like a woman. Sorry, not Shania Twain. <laughs> what would I mean? What would I be trying to say? I've never lived life as a woman. What would it mean for me to say I feel like one? Or I feel in the wrong body. What does that mean? 
And so her, amongst other people, kind of question that and say, but is that, is it true? Can you choose who you are? So there's lots and lots of different ways our culture says you can choose, but there are clearly some where people are saying, I'm not convinced about this. Let's though go on to our second half when we try and say, this is what our culture says, but now what does faith say? Now we've had a lot of kids here this morning, so I wonder how many of you parents have ever been shown a picture and the kid says, do you like it? And the answer is always yes, isn't it? And then they ask the can you, what is it exactly? And you're left with that weird thing of, I don't know what it is, right? Could you give me a wave if you are a blagger? You're the one who says, I'm going to go for a guess. Have we got any blaggers? That's, that's me. I'm like, yeah, it's a great lion, even though it's not a lion. Who, who knows a better question? Because there is a better question. Yeah? What is it, Kevin? Yeah. A teacher would say that, yeah. Tell me about it. Tell me about this, right? And so when we come to ask the question of, uh, tell me about it, God, the one who made us all, what does he have to say about who we are? One more slide, please. Now, for all of us, according to the Bible, according to faith, we've got two identities. One is a very general picture of who humanity is. And the other one is an individual. Who are you as an individual God knowing your name? So these are the two big questions. Let's think about the first one. If we looked at the span of the Bible, it starts off saying that we were made in the image of God, that you are valuable and loved and treasured. We were not the same as the cows or the pigs or anything else, but we were made like God, valued, treasured, of value, of importance. But each one of us has made a mess of it. Each one of us has made mistakes. And I've made mistakes and you've made mistakes. And the story of the Bible is that we couldn't get rid of the stuff we'd done wrong. We couldn't get washed clean of all those mistakes. And so God comes down as Jesus to live and die and rise. So he could say to each one of us, do you want to be washed clean of all that stuff? Of which my answer was definitely yes. And then, once we've said yes, God says of us, we are holy and forgiven and loved, and we are his sons and daughters, and we are adopted, and he will never chuck us out. And that's really the story of what it means to be part of God's people. So our general identity, if you've said yes to Jesus, that you are loved and forgiven and treasured and valued, and you are part of his family. But what about our individual purpose? In Genesis 25, which was the first reading, Jacob and Esau, um, I love the bit, by the way, when one of the children comes out so orange and hairy that it looks like a cloak or something he's wearing. <laughs> There's not many babies you see like that, is it? But even before they were born, God put purpose in their lives. How do you feel about that? That God might have put purpose on your life before you were born. There might be some things that you're meant to do that you're meant to be involved with it in your life. Hello. Do I look like I need a toothbrush? <laughs> I promise you, I've already, done, I've already done that this morning. But the second thing about our individual identity is that for many of us in our culture, our culture says, find out who you are as an individual, as one person. He's absolutely fine, by the way. 
But the Bible would say who we are is also found in relation to other people. None of us live by ourselves. We all live with other people in our lives. And so our second bit, our second passage we had read in Corinthians, Paul says that we are like a body. If I asked you this morning, which bit of the body are you most like? I wonder what you would say. Do I feel like an armpit of the church? Am I a knee? Am I a, what am I? And the point that he's making is, each part of the body, each part of our church family is massively important. If you tried to walk without a knee, you wouldn't get far. A knee isn't beautiful, but it's useful, isn't it? And the same really for all parts of our church family. God would say that each one of us is valued and needed and finds who we are in relation to the rest of us. So can I ask you, what have you discovered about your identity as you've been part of God's family? For some people, they discover that they hear from God really well, so they're a bit like the ears. Other people feel like they're a bit more like the hands. They're, they're kind of the hospitality of the church. Other people, they've got other sorts of roles. We find out who we are, not just individually, not just in those general things God says about us, but in relation to the whole of the church family. So one more, please. So we're just going to buzz through very quickly. What does our culture say compared to what does the church say? So in the yellow, there is no God, and so I am the result of chance. That's what most people in our culture believe. I'm just here by chance. But in the green, there is a God, and I'm not the result of chance. God knows you and loves you and knows your name this morning. Next line. And there is no purpose on the yellow. So this is again what our culture says. There is no purpose to my life except the purpose I give my, myself. So if I went and quizzed my neighbours today and said, what's the purpose of your life? They might find that a weird question. But they probably have made it up. And that's because going down that line, if there's no God, surely I'm just making it up, my purpose. But on the right, this is from God, if, there, if he has made me and I'm not the result of chance, there's purpose to my life. And then the final one, so I can choose who I want to be, is what our culture would say. But on the right, God would say, I matter as an individual and I am uniquely made. God says just wonderful things about us as we come to him, as he restores us and changes us and makes us more like him. Do you know one day when you meet God, what labels will matter and what labels won't matter? I think when I meet him, he won't give a monkeys that I'm quite musical. That won't matter very much. I might meet God and say, my IQ is whatever it is but that won't matter very much then either. I might meet God and say, I think I'm quite funny, even though my kids say I'm not. <laughs> There's all sorts of labels that we live with and value, but when we meet God, a lot of those will just fall off. And he'll say, you're mine, and I love you, and I value you, and I died for you. And this is what I see in your life. Just finally, some labels we live with are not good labels, are they? Some labels have been said over us by other people and we need to get rid of those and say, God, tell me what you see in me. Sometimes those are labels that are just negative. 
And sometimes there, when people say, oh, you could never do that. But God says, with me, you can. So just take a minute and have a think through. What are you going to take from this morning about your identity, about living in a culture which says you can choose it, but actually as the people of God, we would say God has already said all that's important about us already. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you love us so much. We thank you that we don't need to be lost in not sure who we are, because you say who we are, that we are welcomed and valued and treasured. And just like William this morning, you want to adopt us into your family. Father, we're sorry for the mistakes that we have made and ask that you would accept us and welcome us. And Lord, right now, we pray that you would bring to mind any labels, anything about our identity that we've believed about ourselves that's not true. And we cancel those things in Jesus' name. And right now, just take a moment to ask God, what would he say to you this morning about your identity, who he's chosen you to be? both generally and individually. Father, draw us nearer to you. Help us more and more to live in the reality of what you say about us. Father, help us to value the labels you put on us more than anything else. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.